morning, happy Friday. It is Friday in the Elm. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. It's Friday and we have a snowstorm coming. I know everybody's cheering, although I don't think teachers are cheering because teachers don't care if it's on a Saturday. <laughs> teachers and, and educators need the snowstorm to happen like today. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> it does them no good to have it on the on a Saturday. <laughs> that means everybody, everybody, everybody gets to benefit from the damn snowstorm. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Friday, good people. Uh, uh, it's nice to be here. It is the new year. It is 2024. It seems odd. So many stuff is going on. If you follow Black Twitter, Black X, or any Black social media, you know what's trending right now is Cat Williams at, uh, at Club Shay Shay. <laughs> So Cat Williams was on Shannon Sharp's show, Club Shay Shay. Now, I watch Club Shay Shay periodically, you know, because uh, I, 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 I enjoy some of the people that he has on. I love the concept of it. Like, that would be a show I would do. I would do a show like that. And, and, I, and I think I'm a way more interesting host than Shannon Sharp, although I like Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I like Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp loves what he does and it comes across. So that's why I mean I I would be good in that job because I would enjoy talking to these people. Uh I enjoyed the conversation he had with Kirk Franklin, which I thought was a good conversation. But anyway, the Cat Williams conversation was like a three hour ordeal. <laughs> it was like riveting podcasting. You know what I mean? Like, like people were all all in. Like people were really all in, but so many pearls and gems came out of that whole conversation, which was uh, stunning. And I and let me tell you something: I've got a newfound respect for Cat Williams now. I, I dug him always because I thought he was a funny cat, and he's one of these funny, smart, intellectual cats. And you know those jokes—they land, but you you also understand if you are of intellectual in the intellectual realm that those jokes hit a little bit different when you're smart. <laughs> so, so, so I enjoy listening to him and D.L. Hughley, all these cats, you know, George, the late George Carlin, all these cats that were funny, ha ha, but funny intellectually, you know, cause there's a lot, you know, we, we in our country, a lot of stupid people who just don't get basic stuff. Uh, and you know, that ter terrifies me greatly. So when comedians can sort of uh, bring you the truth uh, in two ways, for the, for the folks who ain't bright and for the folks who are super bright, that is a win-win. But anyway, so he got in, he went in on some of these comedians. Let me, let me first and foremost say this, because I've seen a lot of comments where people are like, I don't want to see black people acting like this and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but you watch The Real Housewives and all of that foolishness. And that um and uh and we do this we do this rest respectability politics. It is ingrained in us. Well we do this thing where uh I don't want to see black men going at each other like this. Why he's spilling the tea on blah blah blah. You never see this in other races. Yes, you do. Are you kidding me? And stop using white people as a as a barometer of a met a barometer of success for anything that we do or say or be. I don't give a damn if white people cringe or find us distasteful or 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 are nerved unnerved by us. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what white people 
think. And white people and their beliefs is not the standard by which I base anything in my life. And so we have got to get away from this. Well, white people don't do this. Do you know white people? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. White people are the architects of white supremacy everywhere in this world. So if you see two a brother sitting on another brother's show riffing about other black comedians, that pales in comparison to white supremacy and the and the and the and the institutions that it has created and still affects us greatly. So take that mess off the table about, oh, we don't see this in other races. I don't know any other race that don't fight more than, than white folks, white folks, white people, white people. So y'all get your, get yourselves right and stop doing the white, the work of white supremacy by, by using whiteness as a measure of success or decency. Cut it out. Now, back to Cat Williams. <laughs> Now, you know, I've worked in entertainment public relations and I've seen a thing, I know a thing. And uh, I, I, listen, when you work in entertainment public relations and you sign a non-disclosure, I don't even think my non-disclosure still holds up. I think the statute of limitations on that thing is, has uh, worn off. So I could talk how I want to talk. But when I worked in entertainment public relations, I've seen a lot of foolishness, a lot of foolishness. And it, so much foolishness that it made me walk away from it with a real with a real sense of I should not have been looking up to celebrities in the way that I was. I wanted to be in that world and I was enamored of that and uh and and once I saw what it was and how people behaved, I was like this is not the life I want to live. I don't want to live where you treat people this way. I don't want to be in these spaces with these assholes. And that's really what it came down for me. This is why I left it. I walked away from it. And I was doing well. I was a promising, you know, PR professional. I was worked under the best there is in the business. But I really, I really, I really could not abide uh, some of the foolishness, you know, uh, I couldn't abide any other foolishness. So. <laughs> so that's why I got out of it. So when I'm listening to Cat Williams talk and he, you know, I, listen, let me tell you how I know the truth, how to walk in truth is when other people come and back up what you say in terms of the way he walked in the world and treated people, the way he is with people, you know, uh, and and celeb even celebrities, regular people, folks that know him came and said, listen, this brother is the real deal. He is the real deal. I was quite impressed. I was quite impressed. I was quite impressed. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I was just quite impressed. Quite impressed. So there's a lot of there's a lot of memes out there. Uh, my my friend Markeisha, uh, I saw this one. And she's not listening to me this morning. She's working, but I saw I saw that one. I saw the game of I saw the Game of Thrones one, and it was hilarious. And uh, hilarious, you know, 
And 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 you gotta you gotta be a fan of the Game of Thrones to even understand the meme. <laughs> so so let me tell you what this does. It 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 uh parachutes uh Shannon into another realm of of success for his podcast show for show podcast whatever it is. Um, seven million people watched it. Uh, on uh, within the first couple of hours of this thing, seven million people, and I dare say by the time it's over with, by the time we've all run and watched this thing, and I've been watching pieces of it from jump, uh, it's gonna be amazing. And Shannon has said to Cat, he was like, you know, nobody's no more comedians gonna come on the show, and he's like, oh no no, I beg to differ. <laughs> Everybody gonna want to come on and refute whatever you know, or they might. They might not. If I were them, and the ones that he was, you know, he singled out, you know, they 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 took the high road, you know, uh, and some and then some had dead radio silence. <laughs> so, you know, and the ones that jumped out didn't refute anything, which I wouldn't have. If somebody talks about me that way, I'm just like, okay. Because I feel like, you know what they say, uh, a, a hit dog whelps. So, I, you know, holler if you hear me. And uh, I I just think, I just think, uh, I just think uh, it, this is one of these things you have to just let it ride. Like, don't, don't even get, don't even get into it. You know, so yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday to uh um Harry's uh granddaughter Bella. Happy birthday, Bella. She's so beautiful with them dreadlocks. Her lat Afro Latina girl. <laughs> Harry got to bring her to New Haven so we can take her to the bookstore. So we can take her to uh uh, uh Possible Futures bookstore and she can get her all the books that look like her. You know. And I don't know if she speaks Spanish. Uh, I don't know if she's teaching her Spanish or speaking Spanish. I hope they are. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's where I'm at. I I uh, I uh, I watched. Uh, I've been watching the 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 Cat Williams stuff play out. It has been hilarious, hilarious. Hilarious. And then I can't wait to see uh uh how it all plays out and who else is gonna jump in the fray. And everybody's got a Cat Williams story, like a very positive, every story that I've heard so far, and I've listened to a bunch of them, uh 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 they've been uh they've been amazing. So you know, amazing, amazing, amazing. So I'm just saying, you know, stay tuned. Uh, 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 I don't even know who these people are. 
I, I love the thing I love most about Facebook is the birthday memories, the birthday notices, because it keeps me on top of all the birthday folks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, oh, it was so much goodness. And uh, I, that's what I'm going to leave that right there. Oh, by the way, there was another shooting in uh, in America, another school shooting. I, I, you know, I don't think the the body count was very high. I think just one person died, because you know we only get excited when it's like you know twenty people killed. You know what's 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 one life? <laughs> that's that's not even a high body count. <laughs> you know how we do in America. You know, let more is more. So, you know, thoughts and prayers, I guess. Th thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, people. Thoughts and pr prayers. Uh, until, uh, you know, something else comes along. So, in Iowa. Shooting in Iowa. So... And I and I don't I don't say this to be disrespectful. I do not. I say it that we don't give a damn if kids are killed in this in this country. We just don't care. We just don't care. So I, I that's for me, that's where we are. We we just don't care. We just don't care. And then and until we until we are ready to deal with the reality of the gun sickness in this country, we'll just keep, you know, logging body counts of children killed. At the hands of guns, you know, if this was if this was the kind of cancer that was killing kids, man, you'd see you'd see fundraisers all over the place. You'd see people banding together. You'd see people singularly coming, single handedly trying to raise money to save people. <laughs> so we don't give a damn about kids in this country. We're not, we're not interested in educating them. We're not interested in keeping them safe. We're not interested in keeping them from harm. We're not interested in getting good food to them. We're not interested in expanding their minds through books and learning. We're not interested in kids in this country at all. What we're interested in is creating a, a, a undercurrent of slavery where everybody's going to work for Amazon or Walmart because those would be the only two things left working for. <laughs> I'm just, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, that just seems the way we move it, you know, and and, and one, one religion. <laughs> Dear Jewish people, they're going to come for you again. Just know that. People are going to come for you again, just like they're going to come for Muslims. They're going to come for anything that is not that Christian right foolishness. Just be aware. Just stay up on game. That's, just stay up on game. That's all. Stay up on game. Because the, the world the world doesn't like you. The world doesn't like Muslims. The world doesn't like, you know, they just don't like anything. So, so dear white people, you know, get yourselves together. Because there's going to be other white people doing you in. There's white people doing white people in. Not black people doing white people in. <laughs> white people. <laughs> white people doing... Genocide. It's white people. 
But yet, but yet you could tell the movements of black and brown people at every turn. Okay, I see what you're doing. What I'm, I'm gonna tell you, folks, stay woke. Stay woke. Just stay woke. Listen, this is not a threat. I don't. I, this is. I don't threaten nobody. I'm got. First of all, I don't got no tools to threaten nobody, and I don't have the wherewithal to threaten nobody, and I damn sure don't have the 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 energy to carry nothing out. I'm just talking, and and I'm just telling you from observation how I look at the world, overlay it on top of history, and and just how stupid and crazy people are, and and they are that. I still didn't grab my coffee yet. I bought me some containers for it, though, but I haven't done it yet. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get, I'll get around to it. <laughs> I, sh I swear I will. I will get around to it. So, anyway, uh, a snowstorm is coming Saturday night. I'm looking forward to... Uh, uh, seeing some snow on the ground. I didn't think I'd say that. But I don't have any place to be. I mean, I do I do have to uh, uh, put some more applications in the wind. Um, that's Saturday afternoon. I'll be home before the snow starts to stick. And, uh, and I'll put my cover on my car. Because, you know, I got to put the cover on my car. This isn't giving me what I want. This thing is driving me nuts. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to uh I'm trying to log in and it won't let me. Well, okay. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Yeah, so the state is all hyped because, you know, snow is coming. And uh, you know. All right, it's all good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can log in from from this site, from the site where I'm at. So I got some guests coming up. I'm Dan Kennedy and Ellen Clegg are coming on to talk about the new book that they got going on, which I'm very excited about. So they're gonna be here. Uh, let me let me let me look. Let me take a look. See. Uh, you know, Dan Kennedy and uh, Aaron, Ellen Clegg have a new book out called What Works in Community News. Uh, media media Startups, News Deserts, and the Future of uh, the Fourth State. And, uh, and you know, I'm such fans of them. Uh, it's put out by Beacon Press. But anyway, they're going to be here January 16th, Tuesday, at, at the uh, Book Trader Cafe to talk about this book, you know, in conversation with Paul Bass. So uh, it's going to be nice. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get me a book. I don't want to pay for a book. I need to get a free one. I'm a poor black woman in Mississippi. <laughs> you hear me, Paul? <laughs> but buy some for the for the studio. Anyway, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with them. I like them very much, and uh, you know, they're one of the people that are really uh in tune to this independent radio concept. And, and saving uh radio and uh and i i i i am uh i'm about it with them so so uh this will be a 
this will be a, a, a wonderful opportunity here. Uh, what the conversation is out there in the world around uh, independent news. You know, you do have a choice about news. I mean, you can support independent rate, nonprofit independent news, you know. Uh, and local news is really where it's at. If, you're, if your politics are local, your news ought to be local. You know, because we all have access to national news, international news. Like we, we all have access to that. That's not a hard thing. You turn on TV, CNN, MSNBC, all the things are out there. But the local news, the things that are happening in your neighborhood, the things that are happening in your town and in the, the town over, that's important. There was a carjacking? Oh, Lord. You know, I, I really don't like these kinds of crimes. There are no, now, no, really, there are no crimes that I enjoy. <laughs> but... I really hate these people that run up on people with guns and want to take their car. You know, I just, I just, that just, that is a, a terrible, terrible fear. Cause I would be so mad. I would just want to drive my car into you. <laughs> you know, and the way these people just, uh, you know, they want your wallet, they want your car, they want all your stuff. And, you know, do you know what it's like to, to have to go and get your damn driver's license and cancel all your cars, all that foolishness? Man, <laughs> I, I would have to think twice about, do I feel like I could take, I could like talk some ish and get, get this person to get away from me? I don't know. I, listen, I'm no fool. I'm not going to try to risk my damn life. That's not what I'm talking about. I see the um, aid and dying conversation is making its way back around. I guess because this woman um, had doctor assisted suicide because she was terminally ill. You know, I I mean, I for me, it's as simple as we don't we don't allow our pets to suffer. We just don't allow our pets to suffer. And uh, we just don't allow our pets to suffer. So why are we so willing and hell-bent to allow humans to suffer when they can make decisions when they're in their right mind um, to, to go on the terms that they deem appropriate? Why are we standing in the way of that? Do we think that masses of people will just want to kill themselves all willy-nilly? Is, is that the fear? That people will just go to their doctors and say, oh, I just want to die. Help me. <laughs> is that I'm just trying to understand what the, what the rationale and the fear is, because I would imagine that if we had assisted uh, uh, right to die uh, legislation in place, that there'd be some hurdles that you'd have to jump to in order to get uh, a physician assisted uh, end of life. I mean, I. I'm no doctor. I'm just playing one on the radio, and I'm no, uh, I'm no, uh, I'm no uh, ethicist. I'm just playing one on the radio. I'm no minister. I'm just playing one on the radio. You know. And I, I don't think you have to make the case about uh, uh, life is precious or any of that foolishness. I, I don't. I don't think you have to make that case. 
I don't know anybody who doesn't believe life is precious except people who are killing people. You know, it's only the people who are murdering people who don't believe life is precious. So barring then, you know, and up until that minute, they probably did think life is precious. I bet you they think their own life is precious. Otherwise, they turn that gun on themselves, but they're not doing that. And I'm not advocating for that neither. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm just saying. So I would imagine that in, in order to have a physician-assisted physician end-of-life planning, um, that there has to be some, some protocols in place you know, some hoops to jump over, you know, how do we determine terminal, you know, is all hope, you know, like what, what is the bare minimum? What is the bare minimum? You know, uh, and, 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 and who gets to decide, who gets to decide, you know, cause, cause people could take matters into their own hands, but, but why do we, why do we want that? We do not allow our pets to suffer. We just don't. <laughs> And people love their pets. Do you understand? People take such great care of their pets that it it kills them. It breaks them to have to put down a pet. And I have friends who have done it time and time again, put pets down. And 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 it has been painful to watch them do it. And, and it's a wound that they don't quite get over it, even though they'll get another pet. And so I'm not saying that that pets and humans are equal. I think in the God, eyes of God, they're equal. But I, what I'm saying is we have the capacity to take care in matters of end of life. That's the point that I'm making, that we do it for our pets all the time. You know, we, we take great care in how our pet has to go down. Uh, don't mind me, people. I don't know. You know, as somebody who who is who has who has tried to commit suicide, has suicide ideation, uh, I'm not so certain I, I want to make that plan. Well, now that I ha now if I had the option to do it, now I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> there's something there's something to it about this is something I could just do in the privacy of my own space and it's over. But now you gotta now I gotta I gotta jump through all these hoops. So I don't know. I, mean, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not thrust in that situation. I don't know if I get diagnosed with some something that they consider terminal. Listen, I have a good girlfriend, A.B. Ross, out there in California, who I love dearly. Love, love, love. And she has been terminal uh, for 20 years. I mean, she has brain cancer. Um, she has one lung. She has heart issues. She has leukemia. She has all kinds of things that would have killed somebody 20 years ago. And she's still very much alive. She just had eye surgery because she had a tumor on the back of her eye. And she just had eye surgery. And she just celebrated a birthday. So, you know, so who's to say? Now, I any nobody would be mad at her if she says, you know what, I want an end-of-life plan. And for all I know, she might have one when things get, you know, when she, when she becomes very incapacitated. But so far, I mean, you know, her and her husband, they travel, they do stuff, they got one kid. You know, I'm planning to go see her. Hopefully I could get out there this spring or early summer. 
because uh, I just feel like law school is looming and I won't be able to do a damn thing once I get on that track. So I want to go see some of my friends. I want to go see my girlfriend, Bet in Seattle. I've never been to her house. I've been to her place when she was, before she was married, when she was out there. And and, and I it's been since grad school. So my, my friend Tom Brown lives in Oakland. And I never lived, came to his house when he lived in San Francisco. I feel like I've got to, uh, I've got to go see people. That's the point that I'm making. So I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I don't, I don't, I think, I think there has to be conversations about end of life stuff. I think there has to be public commentary and, and the best and the brightest minds come together to talk about this. You know, uh, I, I think we need to, 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 to have medical professionals say, well, what's it like when people come to the end of their life? Like, what is that like? You know, and, and I think we need to have um, um, clergy come in and say, you know, talk about what this could mean, you know, what role they have in this, you know, if they have some say or thoughts on this, you know, what do they interpret, you know, all the sacred scriptures to say regarding, you know, one's life and one's living. I mean, I, I, I would look forward to it. But, you know, people will get all passionate and stupid and then all the all the all the smart thinking will go out the window and people will just become evangelistic and stupid. Um, but but if we could get past that level of foolishness and have real conversation about what end of life plans could look like, because essentially we we think about end of life already. We make plans about how we're going to end. That's that's what funerals are for. Right. So we're just putting an extra step in that process so that the transition of a person is by their own design. Particularly if they if they have a, a, a terminal illness. But I, I think this is worth a, a worthy conversation. I mean, we won't talk about anything else. We won't have conversations about, you know, uh, gun violence as a as a health care uh, crisis. So we we're, so we're not doing that. Uh, we we refuse to have sex education conversations uh, anywhere in this country, but we'll use sex to sell everything from cars to soap. <laughs> we'll have we'll have a conversation about sex, but we'll use sex to sell everything under the sun. <laughs> if that ain't some twisted ish, I I don't know what is. We won't talk about sex, but we will use sex and innuendo of sex to sell stuff, cars, deodorant, uh, 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 furniture, <laughs> perfume. You know, we, we, use, we use sex and the innuendo of sex to sell everything. But, but God forbid if we have a real conversation about, you know, healthcare and sex, uh, uh, sex workers, um, um, uh, just just sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, God forbid if we talk about unwanted pregnancies uh, and abortion. So we don't want to have those conversations. But we but we don't have no problem putting a woman in a scantily clad dress, pushing her tits up to her neck, and then putting her in the kitchen talking about, oh, this is what's for dinner. <laughs> We don't got no problems with that. 
But we got a problem with talking about actual scientific nature of what happens in in sexual intercourse and and all the things that happen when when you are having unprotected and unsafe sex. And and we don't even talk about how enjoyable sex is. God forbid we have that conversation. You know, the pleasure, the pleasure of sex. Woo! <laughs> crossing boundaries here. So nobody wants to have that. God forbid if we teach it in schools where, you know, we hold kids hostage anyway. <laughs> you know, we hold kids hostages hot for what? Four, seven hours a day? Eight hours a day? Not even eight hours a day? Six hours a day? We hold them hostage? Well, what are, what are we teaching them? We teach them how to follow orders and wear uniforms. That's it. Conform. We're teaching conformity. <laughs> Go along, get along, be quiet. <sighs> I, I just, and you know, I love being in the world. I love being in the world. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm dissatisfied with the world. I am not. I just wish that we could have a level of freedom where we pursue expression in all forms of it because uh, it'll make us better. Ugh. Anyway, what the hell do I know? <laughs> they had a whole ass earthquake in Japan. It was like 7.6 or some old mess. You know, I know they didn't appreciate that. Uh, so I don't know what the story is. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't know what they were doing. Ethan and I last night popped into uh, the Canon, on uh, you know over there on, on Dwight, the vegan vegetarian restaurant, which was good. We had some, had, we had baked macaroni and cheese. We had macaroni and cheese, and a couple of beers. It was good. But anyway, they were watching Pluto TV, and uh, and the Godzilla movie was on, <laughs> like one of those old school Godzilla movies from like the seventies. So uh, my daughter was in the kitchen the other day and she was watching something. I was like, what is that? She was like, monsters on Apple. So I got to get her to put the Apple app on my, my TV so I could watch the monster TV show. Everybody's like, it's really, really good. You know, I have a thing for Godzilla. I love me some Godzilla and, and all the, the monsters and uh, all the Titans, the Titans, the Titans. That's what they call Titans. You know, even the bad ones, even the ones that are like trying to destroy everything. I like them, you know, because monsters got to fight other monsters. We don't want monsters fighting humans. We want monsters fighting other monsters. Although one would, one could argue that humans are monsters. <laughs> and if you land in America 2024, oh, there's a whole bunch of monsters, tons and tons and tons of monsters. Tons tons so you know so so anyway uh that was a good conversation with um joanne wilcox yesterday on um parent leadership training institute plti it's nice to see that it's being resurrected and it's coming back because I, I do think that's you know 20 weeks uh and first 10 weeks are leadership discovery in your own self. Like, I, I think that's such a good idea, you know, particularly you're doing specifically to 
help parents become better advocates. You know, do you know the confidence building that does? So if people are listening, please go to the United Way website and click on PLTI training. Uh, they are looking for uh, folks to, to join in. And you get a stipend at the end, you know, and you get dinner every Wednesday before you start your, you know, the practical. I'm just saying. So I'm here Monday. I'm not here Tuesday because I have to go have a colonoscopy. So that's my my thing. I'm going to go have my colon looked at. And if there's some polyps, they better get them. You know, and I'm not taking my phone in there because I if they're talking about me, I don't want to hear about it. Although this little man went in for a colonoscopy, he had his phone on on uh, record and he recorded the doctor's and the nursing team, they was talking cash-ish. And uh, and he sued them. He got like $500,000, some old mess. Because they was, they was talking and making fun, all kinds of stuff, which is inappropriate. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want doctors making fun of me. Like, I don't want them like, oh, you know, her colon is trash. Or I don't, I don't want anybody saying that about me. But I'm not so sure I want to record it because, I, you know, there's just some things out of the realm I just don't want to hear, even if it's going on. Anyway, such is life. I'm just trying to get a lot of stuff done before I leave for Senegal next month. You know, I'm just trying to just trying to get a lot of stuff done. Uh, I've got a. Uh, uh, Don McCauley Jr. coming on next Wednesday, uh, January 10th, 10-15. You know, he started a podcast. I was his guest. It's floating out there in the ether right now. Uh, but he's got a podcast. And uh, and it's really an interesting podcast. He's just doing a lot of reflecting and having interesting people to talk to. So it's nice. Uh, and then I have uh, uh, Dan Kennedy and Ellen Clegg the next day on the 11th. On the 12th, uh, I've got the Poet Laureate, Chamont, uh coming on to talk about poetry and what it means to be the Poet Laureate of New Haven, the inaugural Poet Laureate of New Haven. Uh, Monday is MLK Day. And you know what we like to do here? We like to run the speeches of MLK Jr. in its entirety. Um, and so Harry will do that again this year because I think it's important that people hear these speeches in their entirety instead of the snippets that you get. And I must tell you, as the years go on, these snippets of these speeches get shorter and shorter. And I don't know how people will hear them if they're not deliberately and intentionally played so that people can get a sense of, uh, of what that means, of what these words mean in their entirety. So we're going to spend the, the uh, Monday, uh, uh, the two hours of running those speeches. And and they're long. So, you know, so yeah. So that's, Harry and I had made this commitment a long time ago. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can have a guest on if I want to, but I would rather just, you know, feel like I'm, I'm doing a public service by playing these speeches one after another and then just let them loop around so people can tune in at any point of the day and hear them. Yeah, people can log on to these speeches wherever they are. But just log on to WNHH. We'll we'll be playing them from nine to eleven. That that's really what I want to do, uh, for for MLK Day. 
Uh, and I, I don't, I, you know, I, I thought I would go to the Peabody Museum because I do like the Poetry Slam. But I think this year I'm going to pass on all of that because I just don't want to be in spaces with people. I want to be reflective and uh, and just quiet for MLK. Now, if there's a service later in the evening, maybe, I don't know. Or if there's somebody singing somewhere, maybe, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then let's see. I got you know stuff coming on. Anru is uh coming on, uh, first 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 uh, appearance this year on the eighteenth. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having him on. Uh, it'll be it'll be really really good. I think Ife is coming on too. Ife is coming on Monday. She's coming on Monday to talk about the year of Baldwin on the eighth. I don't know how I skipped over her, but. She's coming on on the 8th to talk about the year of Baldwin. Because James Baldwin would be 100 years old this year. 100 years old. And, you know, his writings are so relevant that he feels like he is very present. And everything that he's saying seems so for right now, for this moment. And that's so important, right? Like, nothing is out of touch. It's just not out of touch. It's spot on. You know, then I've got some other folks that are probably going to jump on and come on. Before I, before I bounce out of the country, for these, for these, for this half of February, I'm looking forward to it. You know, to go back to Africa. You know, I was just in Africa for my birthday. Now I get to go back to Africa, um, and I hope that it becomes a habit uh, to go back to Africa. My I, my goal is to live there in the next couple of years. You know, as I, as I, you know, uh, uh, as I practice law, you know, go back and forth, you know, live here, live there kind of stuff. Uh, that's why I think I'm interested in international law, just because uh, I, I think there's some connection to, to poor people and malign people uh, all across the diaspora, you know. Uh, so I don't know if I have talent, but I definitely have energy. And I want to lend it, lend it to that space. But yeah, so I'm in this waiting game of waiting to hear back from law schools. Uh, I've got a couple of more to apply to on Saturday. Uh, and then I'll, I just wait to hear. I've heard back, you know, to let me know that they've got my applications, which was, you know, a long and arduous process. But that's fine. You know, they want to keep riffraff out. I get it. <laughs> And depending on who you talk to, I might be considered riffraff. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I'm just saying. I am just saying. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's it. I might go to the grocery store at some point and uh, and see uh, if I need to pick up a few things for myself. You know, I've got to do that prep for uh, the colonoscopy. So I'm limited in what I could eat. But I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a little more fish, some salmon, and uh, and some asparagus. Like, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that. But I'm not going to do it. But we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, um, there's a lot going on uh, in the news. I'm over at the uh, the uh, innercitynews.com site, the innercitynews.com site. So uh, if there's some stuff that you're interested in, uh, particularly what's going on nationally and internationally, you know, uh, pop over, see what's happening. Uh, we we try to we try to put as much out there as we can. Um, you know, we 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 lift stuff from the New Haven Independent, the Arts Paper, the Connecticut News Junkie, for for local stuff, and then and then we 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 have we're part of the National Newspaper uh, Alliance, which is all the Black people papers across the country, and so uh, we get information and content yeah, from them. So yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot going on. A lot going on. And uh you know, we try to we try to uh bring all the folks out. I was trying not to I you know, I was trying to be deliberate and not trying to bring all the uh the pictures out but John beat me to the punch so he added some stuff I mean he added the pictures to the things that I did not that's Ron Isley that's... <sighs> I got a picture of Ron Isley anyway I have to... okay anyway I have to tell him and <laughs> uh, that's a little crazy for uh, uh, we did this thing where we, we talked about all the black people that passed away this year, uh, 2023. And uh, uh, there's a lot of folks. There's a lot of folks. So um so we 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 I didn't pull the picture of the of the late Mr. Isley cuz I I just thought it was just too many pictures I just ran their names um you know But anyway and uh, and I didn't I didn't add I didn't add I didn't add all these because there were so many. Anyway, that's okay. So um, I'm a, I'm a little nervous to go out and see what the stores are looking like, but I think everybody's at work now. So if I go out, I gotta go see my cardiologist at eleven thirty, because you know they lowered my meds, so they just wanna. So they lowered them last week, so they wanna see how I do this week before we try to make this permanent. Because if if my blood pressure is elevated in some level, then we gonna have to add it back in. But I feel like this might be a good move. Like I don't feel 
But you know, blood pressure is a silent killer. So I can't go by how I feel. No. No. So, so I don't ever, I don't want to do that kind of foolishness. You know, go by what I feel. You know? Because <laughs> you know how black people do. Well, I feel fine. I don't feel like nothing is, you know, next thing I know, I'm laid out somewhere. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I don't want that life. That is not, that is not the life. So, so yeah. Oh, we, oh, I'm sorry, Harry. I just seen your message. We are all born terminal. We just don't know the expiration date. Okay, Harry, that's very profound. Absolutely. I, I do. I, th I think I think we all live on a sense of borrowed time, you know, and uh, and I, maybe that's maybe that's by design, because I think you act differently if you knew you had. Here's the here's the crazy part, you would act differently if you knew you had numbered time, but you know you have numbered time because no one is living forever, and anything could befall you at any moment. I mean, people just die. I just was uh, uh, an internet friend of mine, Bruce Flewellen, just passed away. I don't know what he died from. I don't even know what the hell he had. Um, you know, I knew him from early, early on when he was a chef. And he was making all these moves to become, you know, a power player where he lives. So I, I, am I was stunned by this news. But no one ever said what happened. Uh, so I was, I was trying to uh, gather some news. Uh, uh, Bryce, and, uh, no one seems to be sharing what happened. So I, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, we just see, uh, we just see, uh, uh, notices, but we don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see any, uh, what happened. I mean, we just saw him doing something online the other day, you know, launching something. So. Uh, when is this? February 16th? I don't know if I'll be back. Uh, I'll just be getting back. I might not make that, baby. Oh, no, I won't be back. I won't I will, I will be away. And I wish I could have a conversation with her. I'll have to deal with that when she comes back. But I'm going to go on break. So I will be back at 10.15. We'll continue this conversation and uh, catch up a little bit more. And uh, I'll be back.
I was wrong. 
keep looking at you Stuck on your phone, are you stuck in your zone? Hi, this is Babs Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love, Talk on Babs, Rose Ivy. It's Friday in the Elm, and it's not too brisk outside. I stepped out on the porch for a few minutes, and uh, it's cold, but it's not at all what I thought it was going to be like, so that works out pretty good, because when I get off here, I got to run over to the cardiologist and go, go, see, what, go see what he wants. <laughs> so I'll go deal with that, and then uh, I think I have to run, maybe run to the bank, and then... Uh, do a few errands and then see my trainer at two o'clock. So, so that's my, uh, my, my Friday. Oh, and then uh, I got to pop by possible futures. Uh, Cause yesterday, Janeska's birthday, we celebrated Janeska's birthday. She's 15, She just turned 15. She's uh she's a student at Mercy uh, in, in, uh, where is Mercy? Meriden. And, uh, and she's struggling, having a tough time. So we've been rallying around her and her grandmother trying to figure out how to, you know, best support them around, you know, the shenanigans that are going on at Mercy. Is it Middletown? Meriden, Middletown? So anyway, uh, yeah, so we got to go and support that. But anyway, I'm going to chat with her today because she's, you know, grades are not doing well. I mean, I, I, yeah, she just doesn't like being at the school, and I, she doesn't like being at school because she just feels ostracized, and you know, being the only black, one of the few black people up there. You know, it's tough. You know, when we put our kids in these spaces because we want, we want those educational opportunities, but those educational opportunities come with a hefty price tag, and uh, and it's not always easy. It's a tough call to make. Some kids could withstand the pressure of that kind of stuff, and some kids can't. Uh, and so, you know, you have to. It's a fine line when you're when you're trying to figure out where you want when you where you want your kids to uh, get their education. You know, it's no easy, no easy thing. You know, so so anyway, so that's that's my day. Uh, I don't have to do anything Saturday morning, uh, but I might get out a little bit. Uh, I've got uh, more law school applications to do Saturday afternoon, and then I think I think I could wrap that up. I hope. Oof. Yes, this has been a it's been a, a an opportunity. Let me tell you, it's been a ride. Uh, but I love my cohort. So the Yale Access to Law School program. I love my cohort. A great bunch of people, you know. We talk pretty regularly on uh on the uh the group app that we're all on, and uh, we stay connected. 
you know, um, it's been a, it's the group me app. And we've been, we've been, we've been steady and staying on top of everybody's progress, right? Everybody's, everybody's law school application progress. Uh, many of us are, are applying now. And some of us are, uh, I think there's a few of us that are taking the LSAT, I think this month or February. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I, I would have liked a better score. And I think if I would have probably taken it again, I probably could have gotten a better score. But I was just burnt out from that mess. I was like, oh, I can't, I couldn't possibly get to another, another place. I should have, I should have, I should have, but I just couldn't do it. So, you know, for me, it's like a four or five hour test. I was like, I can't, I already did it twice. I can't sit through it a third time. Uh, and, and that's, a, you know, that's a choice that you make, but I, I've got, you know, I'm not 20, you know, I'm not 23 trying to go to law school, 60. So I got to make some different choices about, you know, uh, what's important. So I feel like I'm in a good stead. Like, I feel like my application is compelling enough that some of these schools will look at it and be like, I, you know, we would, we would like, we would like to invite her uh, to this campus. So we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, it would be nice to know before uh, I head off to uh Senegal, but if not, you know, we'll see what happens. So just trying to try to figure it out. And then, you know, once I know when school starts, which I'm sure it'll be August, and some schools start in May, then uh, I think I want to try, you know, I'm going to Senegal, but I think I'd like to try to get one more trip in. I don't know if it'll, if I could get to Italy or if I could get somewhere in the Caribbean, you know, I don't know. Um, so we'll see. And and I got to work on these this this project that I'm contract contracted to do uh, a couple of projects which is which I'm very excited about extremely excited about like dream come true kind of stuff so uh, I'm looking forward to that and I think this weekend this is the weekend where I start to like lay that out and how that's gonna look because I've got to get that done and and people want to know what I'm thinking. So I got some time. So I'm gonna take this weekend because that's all I got going on. So I'm gonna take this weekend to lay it out and put it into place. And then maybe my sister can make it all fancy for me. But I've been dreaming ever since I had the conversation about what this could look like for myself. So I've been dreaming and not really making notes, but just, just storing things in my own mind about um, and listening to what, what when I talk to people about in leadership, which is making me think about leadership in ways that we don't think about leadership. So, so it's going to be around those lines. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm very excited. And, you know, the podcast conversation is coming along nicely. Uh, I'm so happy to be contracted to work on that. I love that people uh, respect my expertise in, and what that could look like. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, and that's it. You know, we're in the season of, of, of MLK. And then next month we'll be in Black History Month. 
and you know, I I will be on the continent for Black History Month and for my favorite day, which is Valentine's Day. And I'm going to try to mail out my cards before I go or entrust them to someone to mail them out um, before Valentine's Day. So so I'll do that this weekend too. Like that's some other stuff that I'll work on. So there's like there's all these little 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 small projects. Um and, and then there's some big projects that need to happen. But we'll I mean, child, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll make it do what it do. <laughs> we'll make it do what it do. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll make it do what it do. Uh and that's it. I mean that's this is you know this is a level of a of a a soft life that I really like that I'm carving out and I need to get some paint on these damn walls but ugh <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll do a little bit of it this weekend you know and I you know I got folks who want to help me so it's not like it's like a, I'm like a lone wolf with this you know um, I, I know exactly what I want to do I just gotta get cracking. Uh, I have to run up to that furniture store where I have my furniture and see what's happening with that and what, what pieces I want to actually keep. You know, so. Uh, and I found this new place in Danbury. Dan, Danbury, this this place in Danbury that uh, it's a, I want to say, let me see if I can find it in my Facebook feed. I, I love it. They have a couch in there that I really want. It's Danbury Restore. And uh, they have some furniture in there that I really, really like. There's a couch that I really, really want. <laughs> so, so we'll see. Uh, I, I'd have to get Lauren's truck and drive it up there because I don't think anything will fit in my car. Uh of this proportion but they have this white they have this white um leather office chair that i desperately want i was like you know i might have to just run up there you know danbury is no easy danbury is a hike like i have to plan to go there i have to, I have to make a plan it's like do i have to make a plan to go there But maybe that's something I do on a Saturday. I get up early and I make a run out there. And, I, you know, if I have some cash in hand, because it might be something that I want. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, let me, let me just go. See what's happening. I'm a sucker for China, which I don't need no more goddamn China. So I'm not going to be, oops, sorry. Sorry, FCC. <laughs> Sorry, FCC. And uh, I don't need another desk. I have desks, you know. So it's coming along. Like everything is coming along. It'll, 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 it'll make its way. I, I have great faith in in the vision. <laughs> I have great faith in the vision. So, you know. Keep hope alive, as 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 uh, the good Reverend Jackson would say. Keep keep hope alive. <laughs> keep hope alive. 
Keep up alive. So um, I need to uh, I need to figure out uh, something for uh, Lucy and Tom Breen. You know, they had their baby boy who was beautiful. So I had to go back in and pick my time when I'm going to deliver a meal. Uh, it's tricky because I want to get past this colonoscopy. It's like I'm limited in what I can eat because you know they don't let me let me have much. And then uh, Monday I have to start that whole cleaning out process, so I got to drink that stuff. So I have to time that just right because I have to drive all the way to Meriden and uh, get that handled. And uh, you know, it's just. Well, just all these little, uh, all these little things uh, that I need to uh, take care of. Just small, minor quality of life issues. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we are, we are cooking with gas. Wait, wait, wait. So, um, my friend Lauren Papano has a new book coming out, and uh, her her um her launch is happening while I am away, and uh, so I'm gonna try if she's amenable to it to come on and have her talk about this prior to uh me leaving. Because I've got time in this month for guests. I just sent um, some open dates to the folks at the Schwartzman Center. Um, and then they put me on their calendar for something. So I, I don't even know what what, it, what even what even that is looking like or who they're thinking about. But I did tell them, you know, I'm away from the 1st of February through the 17th. So, you know. And Harry, I could tell you what time it is in... Um, in Senegal right now. <laughs> it's it, it, if it's 10:30 here in New Haven, it's 3:30 in the afternoon in Dakar. It's 4:30 in Paris. So, you know. Uh yeah, so how long you gone for? Uh the the first through the February 1st through the 16th. To the 16th. And I go under so the I'll night. be I'll be back on the 19th. You have your surgery on the 14th. Yeah. So it'll be um Nora and Doreen covering for me. Okay. All right. Somebody asked me. Um, somebody asked me the other day, yesterday, will we go, well, are we going back to Word on the Street because they've enjoyed it and they miss it? <laughs> well, that's a hard one. I know, because we don't we don't have any people to do it. Right, that's a hard one, especially now with um, Tom on... On maternity leave. Yeah, and Paul is the full-time editor right now. Oh, he's back in the editor's chair? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's working hard. So um it's hard. 
Is he grumpy Maybe. or is he happy? <laughs> oh, he's Paul is like excited. You know, he's like, like he really missed being the full time editor. You know, yeah, but he only wants it for a short period of time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so he could be excited because he's like, oh, this is not my job anymore, but I kind of like pitch hitting now. But then I'm a happy turn it back over when Breen comes back. Right, he's been like, um, like somebody gave him a, a a jolt of steroids or something. You know, he's just like <laughs> been hyped all week. I'm on it. 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 I'm chasing the stories. I'm chasing down these stories. I'm like, okay, yeah, but he, he, so he, it's hard because it's, it was Paul doing it. The reporters. It's hard for them to cover early in the morning when they're doing stuff at in the evening and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe we might have to find somebody to just do word on the street. Well, no, that would be kind of fun. And you know, kids can't do it because they in school. And I don't. I don't want to contribute to the delinquency. <laughs> You know, I've thought about doing it, but my question <laughs> my questions aren't as fun. <laughs> okay. So, I don't even I, I can't imagine how that would even work, Harry. Like although I think people would get a kick out of it, but you wouldn't go up and talk to nobody. So so you'd be a reluctant word on the street. I, I think I would go right into the Yale campus and <laughs> and be a nuisance. Okay. Nuisance on the street. Okay. Okay. Now we have to spend all our time getting you out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an attorney yet. I gotta <laughs> this the second year of law school, I could I could be I could work as an attorney. <laughs> Well, it'd be a lot of work with me. Oh my God. It'd be like, just don't do what that guy did. Just don't jump over that damn. <laughs> just don't jump into judge. You know, I was watching people yesterday report on it, and it's like they had the same take as me. It's like, what a waste of talent. I know. <laughs> like, he should have been on somebody's track and field team. Yeah. High, high jump. Are you kidding me? See, all the good talent is in prison. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you, it's like, I. it always amazes me how a crackhead will outrun a group of cops. <laughs> when you something know, like that happens, Harry, does that make you want to quit? Like, do you think the judge should be like, you know what? I ain't coming back here. I'm done. Oh, I don't know. Um, Would you quit? I wouldn't quit. I would have actually... You know, reprimanded my staff for him getting to me. But um, because that's slow. I, I don't care how you slice the people go, oh, they were brave. They got to her quickly. No, they got to her five punches too late and a kick in the gut. I know. That's not getting to her quickly. You know who was quick? <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> well, you know, his attorney was right there, like. What is happening? I mean, I don't think there was anything he could do. And you know, that guy was a little on the old side. So he wasn't jumping in the fray. 
Well, but the but the thing is, is that you know, I you know I I know what about law, Babs. I've seen Law and Order. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've seen one of those law shows. <laughs> but usually, if he's gonna take the plea, he's expecting, like he expected to get probation. Well, you know, when you when you take a plea, there's no guarantee that the judge will accept the plea. Yeah, but they normally do, right? There's some I mean, I would say 80% of the time, yeah. Right. So but, but I think she probably was fed up with the chances he was given. I, I get it, but I'm saying in his mind, yeah, he was getting off he again. Was getting off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's thinking, and I think they said she was actually gonna give him four years. Oof. So he's thinking to himself, wait a minute. I wouldn't have said guilty. I wouldn't have pleaded guilty. And that's the thing. And can you, you can withdraw your guilty plea. That's what he should have done. But what's amazing, Babs, is that he was let out on his own recognizance. So <laughs> yeah. he was expected to show up yesterday after what he did the day before and he didn't show up to court. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's a warrant for him. <laughs> oh, they, like, they let him out for his own reconnaissance after yes. he jumped at the judge? Yes, he just he went and beat the judge and they still let him out. They must be overcrowded. <laughs> or stupid. Like they must not have any like they just thought, well, it's easier to Wow. I mean, how do you get away with that? I mean, you would figure the court... I would think judge, that they would hold him... At least in contempt, right? Hold him for a couple of days. Yeah. And she was must, already... They must have a crowding problem. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't it. get it. <laughs> and this is the problem that... So now he's he on the run? Well, he didn't show up to court yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> So now they gotta go get him. Now they gotta go get him, and and now it might not end well because they expect him to be violent and stuff. Oh, you know, gosh. so so it's Bruh, it, why it's didn't you just good. go to <laughs> <laughs> like why didn't you just why didn't you just show up? <laughs> you just made first of all, they, this is a lot of chances. Well, it was only like his fourth um, felony, violent fel felony. And he had what's like... The, what's the magic number? <laughs> well, he had like 12 misdemeanors, but that they had pleaded down from violence. What is the magic number? That's, that's the question. I don't know. I, I mean, they let him out, Babs. They didn't hold them. So what is the magic number? It makes no sense. I don't know what um, Vegas, how they run their criminal justice system, but I don't think it's working when you could attack a judge and still be let out and expected to show up the next day. <laughs> like he, <laughs> Like he was upset that he was going to jail for what he did, which was assault with a bat. Right. 
That's what he was standing there for. So he, now he knows he's going to jail for that, and now he beat on the judge. He was upset about the other thing. Now the judge thing. Well, I, I don't know how much time you think he's going to do now, because... <laughs> Wait, you gonna you you gonna get this and then not showing up? You gonna get some more on that? Like you just trying to not have a life. Yeah, and a lot of the misdemeanors were pleaded down for they were domestic violence cases. Okay, so he is a violent guy. The judge was right. She's like, I think we have to try something different with you. That's what she said. She said, I, I you're not. He said, but I'm changing my life. She's not, like, with, yeah. not with a bat in your hand beating somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, he had just said, but I'm changing my life. And then he went and he hit her. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Sir, uh, you know, you know what change your life means? <laughs> it's not it's not taking that damn leap over. <laughs> right. It's not, it's throwing yourself at the mercy of the court. Yeah, and that's not what you did, bro. That's, yeah, you that's did. at the judge who was gonna not gonna have no mercy for you. I, um, if I was the judge, I wouldn't even come to work the rest of the week. I'd be like, you know what? I mean, I I am still stunned. It, he got from he he leaped over the table he was at. I know, but that's the that's you know have you been in the court, right? How far <laughs> apart that is. That's what, and then you know how how high the judge how is. High the judge is. Like, that, did he jump on the table and then leap? Like, what? No, it's like, I, I saw a comedian yesterday say, I think they have to get rid of the trampolines in front of the bench. <laughs> it's All like, right. that's what it looked anyway, like. You know what? These judges are going to have to have cages around them, right? Like, that whole... Or they need to... I think to, courts are you, too vulnerable. You know, a lot of the, the um, cops in, or the bailiffs and everything inside the court are... Cops that are moving into their retirement, right? Yeah, so they, they don't look like they could move fast to me, right? They don't move fast enough, and she definitely didn't. She just went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, I think you would be, I think, I think that's a stunning thing. Like, if it was a sister, oh, she probably would have stood up and chaired his ass, but okay, I don't, I think it was shocking to her that he could do it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's shock, it was shocking to everybody. That he could do it. Circus Olay is looking into him, you know. Help <laughs> <laughs> with his reentry. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, this guy's amazing. How he do that without a trampoline? Yeah, courtrooms are very vulnerable places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have a weapon. His his body was the weapon. And it took everybody there. A whole bunch of people. Yeah, Harry, attorneys. The the security people, the custodian, <laughs> everybody, and you know the clerk who was throwing punches at his, I guess he was trying to shoot, throw punches at his kidney because he was on top of the the U.S. marshal, yeah, who who ran in to, and the clerk is going, I'm like, but throw, he's going. I'm like, but throw a punch or grab him. I mean, that's not throwing a punch. Well, you... I mean, I, I will say this, Harry. That's a good example of nobody using their firearms. Well, because they mean, have firearms. Yeah, but the judge is right there. <laughs> so you're going right, to shoot, well, yeah. you could shoot the judge. 
you know, so you have you nobody had a taser. That's that, what you they know what used. that a taser would have been good in that situation. Yeah, that's what they should have used. But I mean, it's amazing what he he was able to do. Yeah, um, a, a, t a taser would have been really good. Uh, it would have been better than that clerk poking him in his ribs. <laughs> I'm like, grab him. I'm like, I, I know that these days the chokehold is a bad thing, but this was the ideal moment for a chokehold. If there ever was a reason to use it. Yes, <laughs> this was the ideal moment. This was a missed opportunity. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying, if there ever was an opportunity. The the U.S. Marshal was the only one who really caught, caught it because he was hospitalized. He had a big gash on his head. Um, I mean, he was out the next day, but he, he needed stitches and stuff on his head. She just suffered bru bruising from falling backwards into the wall. Oof. So... But it looked like he got her good. He got her, but I guess, you know, it was the wall that did most of the damage behind her. Jeez. And I mean, and, and he he seemed to get a good kick in. So, but, you know, I guess concrete walls are a lot <laughs> harder than uh, soft skin and knuckles. Yes. <laughs> but it was amazing. Um, it was something. <laughs> I felt bad for the whole for the clerk. I, not not that I didn't feel bad for the judge, <laughs> but he seemed like like so useless. <laughs> I'm like, I remember um, when Trump was criticized for replacing his um, Secret Service detail because they were smaller than him, mm -hmm. right? And he said, I need bigger people. I need people. He, he's like, they can shoot over this guy. He can't, he can't defend me. I need people who are at least my size. Right. And he was criticized for that. Right. This is the judge has to say, okay, my clerks need to be all, you know, martial artists who know how to fight. Not not people who are just gonna poke somebody in the ribs. Like, get off of her. Get off. It of was her. a lot of people. That was a lot of people. I know there's a lot guy. of people, but he it was, was in the ideal position. The clerk was in an ideal position to help. Yeah, and he, and he didn't. I mean, he he tried. I know, but you know, when you go to work, you'd be like, I'm here to just clerk. Like I'm not. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. I know. <laughs> I know I'm not a I, I'm not an MMA guy. Um, I'm just the <laughs> clerk. I'm just the clerk. And you know what? I'd have to take time off, Harry. I, I would be like, oh, I can't come to work. Oh no, of course, PTSD, right? I, I'm too stressed out. They'll be suffering PTSD for a while now. If, not, if every time somebody come in there, I'd have to yeah. be like, everybody's suspect now. Or every time the defender stands up, they're all gonna flinch. <laughs> you know, excuse me, oh my god. <laughs> what kind of springs does he have in his legs? I know. And I'm and I'm not suggesting that we like lock people up, right? Like, like I no, don't I don't want to you know, like chain people up, like have people chained and stuff. Oh, like I don't want to see that. Yeah. Well, 
it depends on the crime. If it's a violent crime, even that's too yeah. Much. But he, I mean, he committed a violent crime. I mean, he hit somebody with a baseball bat. Like, is some degrees to crime to violence? I'm just trying to get a sense. <laughs> like, how do you determine that, Harry? Like, what's the, what's the cutoff? Like, oh, he chopped somebody's head off. We'll chain him up. Oh, he beat somebody with a bat. Well, he could go on his own reconnaissance. I tell you what, all of the the domestic violence stuff, if nobody believed any other woman, they're believing them now. I don't know, Harry. Did you see the case where um, the, the, the woman called on her boyfriend? He was beating her up. Her kid was in the house. And the police come. They kick the door in and they kill her. And the boyfriend goes, why'd you shoot her? (laughs) (laughs) Harry. And this woman, um, she shot and killed somebody before in her her history. Somebody we know. I want to say somebody we, something that we know, but it was a case of police. It's one of these cases where the police shot somebody. Yeah, the problem, uh, it's up, the, it's the up problem is, is that you're always going to have a wild card of a a cop who performs horrible in a you know stressful situation. This was terrible, and her kid was right there, and that and her video camera caught all, like you know they have their personal cameras on. She just kicked in the door. Harry started shooting. <laughs> I was like, "Girl, what are you doing?" You're going to lose your job. If you didn't lose your job for that other shooting, you're going to lose your job for this one. There's they might as well you... pay out a hefty a hefty settlement now. You, but this is the thing. You like you always have bad apples and everything, right? It's like yeah. there's some YouTube videos of cops having sex on and it's caught on their cam. Yeah. And it's like well, what the hell were you thinking? That you know you have oh, to yeah. turn in that cam. I know. I don't. Do they forget that they have them? This is the thing. They have to turn it in at the end of their shift. But do they forget that it's on? <laughs> I like, don't I'm know. Just... <laughs> this is what I'm saying. There's such bad apples. Or there. do they think nobody's gonna see this? <laughs> or, or my, you know, my sergeant's not gonna care. Or you know what I'm saying, my. My supervisor is going to get a kick out of this. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. So it's like, what in the world? But they do it all the time. They get caught. People think to themselves, well, do they get caught with violence? You know, they get caught with a lot of other stupid stuff. I'm just, but you have a camera on, right? (laughs) And the thing is, is that the cameras are built so that you can't delete it. You 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 can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. You can't. You can't hit delete. <laughs> so I don't understand why you do. Why, like, <laughs> you know there are there are wonders in this world, Harry, that neither mice nor men could comprehend. This is the thing. I don't get it, and a lot of them, you know, go right back on shift. <laughs> I guess they get. Is they're just like, you know, some of the criminals. They'll just they get a slap on the hand and. Back at it as long yo, it wasn't violence. Yeah. You know, and it, and if it's not forced, I don't know. This this whole world we're headed Start down the road. me down. I go where my troubles are free. 
up on the roof. So so you're headed towards Senegal for a reason, right? I know yeah, I've writer's been... retreat. A retreat. A writer's residency. So it's the uh oh, writer's writer, writer return or something called writer return. Mm. So it's it's for Africans come it's for Africans coming back to Africa. Hmm. Wouldn't that be everybody though? Yeah, well <laughs> those who will claim so. Eventually, eventually, if you go all eventually, the way back. We all gonna be back on the motherland. <laughs> everybody be coming back. <laughs> you know, I was watching a video of how skin color evolved and changed as people migrated from from Africa. Africa. Yeah. And everything. So it all of that all of that stuff is so interesting. It is fascinating. And that's the stuff they don't want to teach you, but it's fa it is fascinating as all get up. Happy birthday to Bella. Oh yeah. Happy birthday you to know, that beautiful girl. Um we were supposed to take out today, but our parents decided to go somewhere where we're not able to go with her. She's I'm like, but you should have said something, but whatever. So I'm not gonna get to have I, I guess I'll take out Maybe for lunch tomorrow, but tomorrow's snow, right? Well, not till the after, not till late in the evening. Yeah. Like you're, you'll get it at probably like five ish or something, four or five o'clock. Well, you know, Waterbury. I live in Waterbury, so it could be. That's like the dark side of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. So, so I'm back. I'm back Monday, Harry, and then I'm off Tuesday because I got a colonoscopy. Yeah, you know, I had the last time I had one, the nurses were laughing as I'm wait, you know, as I'm they're rolling me out. I came through a little bit and they're laughing and all I hear is there's always one of somebody, you know, there's always one of these. And I'm like, okay, what did I do? What what happened? But oh. as long as I don't know. I know we have to go because we are way over time. Yeah, but did yeah. you see the case, Harry, where the guy had his phone and he was recording the the the, the colonoscopy team, the doctor, the all the people, and they was you know saying things. Well, well you know, he yes. sued them and won, and that doctor lost lost her job. But it, he sued and won and got five hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, man. That's I, a lot I should, of money. I should take for my some, phone in the next time for some trash talking. <laughs> where do you put your phone though? Don't they check you? Yeah. Do, do they find it in the cold last week? Oh, he has his phone on. <laughs> <laughs> like they were saying disparaging things. Like they was just talking, you know. You know, like people, like, you know. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't care what people say about me, so they can say whatever they want. Um, I, I'll feel free to say whatever I want when I see them. I mean, I, I don't want to hear. I don't, I don't think I want to I don't need know. to hear it. I don't want to know. That's where I'm at. That's yeah, I, I don't need to hear it, but you know, I'm probably going to talk about them too if I don't like the way they look. <laughs> so. yeah. All right. Well, I'm back on Monday. Have a good weekend. Tell Bella happy birthday. I got a book for her at Possible Futures Bookstore. So next time you come into New Haven, I, a book. I got a book on. She can pick a book on me. Yeah, I know. We all got to wait on Bella's schedule, right? I. I even I don't fit in her schedule these days. <laughs> Not you, Papa. <laughs> Not you, Papa. You got to be on the schedule.
So, all right. right. I'll see you on Monday. Be safe out there. Have a good weekend. All right, everybody. Oh, I love this song. It's Cranes in the Sky. I tried to drink it away. I tried to put one in the air. I tried to dance it away. I tried to change it with my hair. I ran my credit card Thought a new dress would make it better I tried to work it away But that just made me even sadder I tried to keep myself busy I ran around in circles Think I made myself dizzy I slept it away I sexed it away I read